gentlemen, welcome to The Drop, lasso episode on previs. And today, welcome back to The Drop table, or today, The Lasso table, our lead Cinecode producer, Andrea Aniceto Chavez, and our game engine developer and animator, Dylan Filangieri. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Lasso Drop table, post-production supervisor, Caitlin Hollenbeck. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank Thanks, Thanks for, for coming having. to us. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. We're, I mean, we're going to nerd out hard. So just, I ask your forgiveness. I know. Because I'm not very, I've never been super tech savvy. So it's kind of, sometimes I get overwhelmed because I'm like, oh, there's just so much I don't know. But you guys have always been really great about walking me through the tech side of things that I'm just not as proficient in. I feel like that's maybe the light, the nicest lie you've ever told. No. <laughs> because honest to God, we were just chatting about this. Like the, the call that I heard you on the other day, I was just like, oh snap, she's always been like, la la la, and yeah, the previous thing, it's so great. And then like, you were just hardcore, like this tech spec and that deliverable yeah. and this frame rate, and this needs to be up-res and down-converted and cross-cut this and fit. And I was like, oh. No. I was talking to somebody who like worked on a like a Marvel project, and they were like previs, postvis, and I was like, oh, you know, I know all about you know previs, <laughs> kind of, you know, like oh God, it was I just like it. I don't I don't think people expected that from the show since it's supposed to be a like a you know lighthearted comedy sort of deal. No, but. I mean that was like one of the biggest takeaways from the South by Southwest panel that we right. did. It blew people's minds. So like you know we had well South by Southwest is already very connected. And so Mel, AJ, and Kip and I were all on Twitter and the chat rooms. And when we showed the previs stuff, it blew oh, up. Really? Oh, you guys did show the previs? We oh, showed yeah, the yeah. previs because, um, and you'll see this even in the dailies episode with Alex Zabo, where he talks about how necessary the mini map is. Yes. And you and Kip have always called out the mini map because literally in editorial, they get the dailies and they're like, where's my POV? Like I, where's the, where's the dugout? I have right. no idea where these people are standing. And even in editorial, after it's been filmed, they're, they're referencing previs because they have that mini map. And so, I mean, I'm so excited to have you here because you, we have the benefit also of season one with you yeah. where the two of you were sitting in the yeah. same room banging these things out. <laughs> right. I, I looked through the, just before coming here, the folder, like the season one previs folder, just to like remind myself of season one. Mm -hmm. And I remember you sent me the text, uh, um, files of you initially sent the text files of all the camera information right. that was first. And then it transitioned into mini map, uh, at the bottom of the screen. And I, I, but I remember like, Oh yeah, we just, sent production these text files like here you go here's all the camera information on there which was really helpful and then I think we I think that's what we ended up doing then afterwards we transitioned all that information on the screen so that was I think a little more helpful actually can you unwind that because yeah. I remember it was like yeah. a big deal when uh I forget if it was you or if it was Kip or who said like we don't need the metadata and it was Kip. probably Kip yeah. yeah and it was Kip because like I think so a lot of the um, tools we built for like the Ted Lasso production, they weren't things that like already existed. It wasn't like, oh, okay, let's like go to an asset store and like buy these like plugins. And like now we have this like camera metadata tool. So like um, when we first started working with you guys, that camera metadata was essentially a text file that's printed out with each export. And it comes with just like very basic information, which was like the lens, the aspect ratio, sensor size, and like what the height was. And like the fact that it's inside the stadium per se, or who right. it's following. And it just had all this little information on it. Right. And then from there, um, because it was a new tool, I just remember there was times where we would export a shot and like that thing wasn't working. And it was oh, like, okay, yes. well, we can't like yeah. send this without this. And like, <laughs> Kip's gonna kill us. So, like, um, and then at one point, Kim was just like, we don't need that. But what would be helpful is the mini map. And essentially, the mini map was a bird's eye view of all the players and like where the ball is going. So everybody was represented by these little dots. And then from there, we always knew like the dugout would be at the top and right. any way that the camera is going, like that's the left side of the stadium or the right side. And so that was like a lot easier to see because a lot of it is just like this very symmetrical stadium where it's like, okay, where, what side are we where on? Where are, like, we, what really? are we facing? Yeah. And um, I could see how that was like really helpful for your team. It was huge. And the cam the little like arrow where the camera is pointing and moving, that was so helpful. And I mean, it, 
it, it just, I really worked out because it's, I think initially too, by the way, that the whole previs, so I was trying to just get myself back in that season one mindset. And I was like, I think the story was, we were going to film at Selhurst or Crystal Palace, mm -hmm. or I think that's the same. And Selhurst. Then, yeah, right. Story, I like, yeah. sometimes I still don't know as much about soccer as I no, should. No, but I I'm made like, the joke Ooh. in the last episode where <laughs> they are completely bollocks over the fact that like everybody that knows that we work with Lasso that's from the UK they keep asking, they're like, did they really film at Selhurst? Yeah. Because it's as serious yeah. as the season or the series premiere was. They're like, get off the grass! Like, right, right. The fans over there actually know that, like, that's holy. Oh, you know what I actually just learned? Um, well, okay, maybe this is. But they went to a stadium, and I guess I won't get too into it, but, um, uh, or it's in, it's in the trailers. They went to Wembley, and I learned that with Wembley, you're only allowed to film on that grass for a half an hour. I didn't know that, and the DP was saying that. She's like, can only film on the grass for a half of half an hour and then you're out of there nothing like no one can convince you otherwise and then then she said that they like put like a garlic like spray on the grass or something to like i, I don't know like they make they take it so seriously which is great like you know i love that passion and people are so into it and it's it's yeah, it's such is an it like because it would match the grass? I don't. Like, I forget what the garlic thing was for. I will have to like look that up. But it sounds spiritual. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. It's like let me just like, throw oh some holy God. water on here. Good vibes only. Good vibes only. But I think they were supposed to go to Selhurst, and then it turned into like due to scheduling, we were not going to make it. And I think that's sort of how the previs things start. Or maybe we were in talks before that, but then it just turned into like all right, well, we're going to just throw green screens up everywhere. So how are we shooting this? And so it came down to what you guys were doing. And, and that's why the mini map was so important because they were really taking it. Production was really taking it so seriously. Yeah. I mean, even the mini map was helpful for me. Like yeah. with the directions, yeah, like, okay, so are they going <laughs> yes. camera left or just regular left or are the players moving camera yeah. right or regular right? So like there was a lot of that. Um, and because we all had like the same reference, like dugout is at the top. Yeah, yeah. And camera is always on the other side of the dugout, at least for season one, for the most part. Yeah. Um, that was just always like, okay, at least we have the mini map. Right. You have that yeah. sort of base to start in, and then then the crazy camera moves can go from there. But it was nice to have sort of that resting point at the right. dugout because it was, and then it helped building the stadium because then I didn't have to worry about if we were going to see the dugout anywhere. We were kind of able to cheat that because, you know, they didn't film the dugout or like, you know, in the soccer moment. So I didn't want to see someone running by and then having a, you know, Ted and beer just like placed there standing still. You know, I didn't want to have to cheat the dog. You know, I didn't want to have to put the dog out in. So it was nice to sort of have the camera there and say, all right, this is always just going to be from dugout perspective, which makes sense because you kind of want to see what Ted's seeing, you know, and going through the motions with him. And so I think that worked out having it there and then just taking it from there right. as far as camera movements. Yeah. Um, so season two, I got to produce some of the previs and work with you guys on that. <laughs> um, but so just in season two alone, I can I can say and share that one, the first instance of previs, I think, was to make that guy come to life, yes. Bumpkin over there. Loved him. Loved Bumpkin. <laughs> um, but mostly, and this is an interesting part, it really wasn't so much used for how things would happen in the episode, uh, like to reach air, which I, I think it actually did, like how, how you pre-vised it out is how it all went. But the original intention for that was to get clearance through Apple to even do yeah. that. I, it became such a, even, yeah, season one and season two, it became such a part of the cuts because of how our schedule is like the previs was huge it was i mean the difference between like a black slate you know just mm -hmm. all this happens versus being able to see it and approve it and know it's going to work and having that i feel like that's sort of the the point of previs from from our perspective is proving it's going to work and that it's going to you know make the show flow and make it night and it's possible to shoot it and that that was a huge benefit of that but i think you bring up a really interesting point between season one and season two did we get the LIDAR for Selhurst in season one or two? We never did a LIDAR. We actually don't. We don't. We didn't do a LIDAR, but we did do like a SketchUp. So um, this kind of goes into like the origin story of like how Ted Lasso even started for us. Um, at, like, I don't think we even talked about that and what the <laughs> so, fuck is Cinecode. So this is a, okay. All right. Let's go into yeah. that. Okay. So a long time ago, Kip. 
Um, the producer. Supervising producer, Kip Kroger. You're going to see him yeah, soon. You're going to hear me talk about you. Nothing bad. But like, anyway, so. Okay. So, so, <laughs> so, Kip um, heard about us through Rami because I guess they've been like longtime clients and friends and family pretty much. And so, um, Rami was telling Kip about me and said, like, oh, yeah, like there's this girl. She works here now. She's like the virtual girl. She does game stuff and animation. And I think at the time, Kip was trying to like work on a cartoon of some sort. I'm not really sure I what. I remember that. But I, I he was, he was doing like, it's not like a passion project, personally. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so he was just like, yeah, I would really love to like get a sample and get it off the ground. And like, if you can quickly do animations in the game engine, then uh, let's talk about it. And so he did a demo, he understood. Um, and then I think at some point he got back to us and was like, oh yeah, like I'm, I don't have time to do this anymore, but if it ever comes up, like I'll probably like, you know, see like maybe we'll do some game engine stuff later or whatever. And at some point um, he randomly calls Rami who then randomly calls me and it's just like, hey, I'm working on this show. It's about soccer. And mind you, it's like 4 p.m. Like, I'm like almost ready to wrap up my day. Yeah. Kip's just like, yeah, like, um, it's a soccer show. And we want to like show the other producers like what it would look like and have like a fake soccer game with like a stadium and the kids walk out. So like, just like a very traditional soccer game. Um, no script, obviously, just like the concept. Right. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. I'd be interested in doing that. He's just like, cool. So, like, I need it tomorrow morning because yeah. I'm trying to pitch it. He's like, can you build a whole stadium and, like, 21 players and their kids in, like, overnight? And yeah. I was just like, yeah, I can totally do that. And so I was just, like, wrapping my mind around the whole thing. And so the first thing I did was just, like, I went on Google and I was like, Selhurst Park Stadium yeah. 3D model. And there was something that came up. And so I was just, like, very excited about it. Um, I was just like, since it's a sample, I could just kind of like download this. And I actually had the stadium. And then luckily the 3D software I was using at the time to create characters, I believe it was, uh, what was it called? I think it's called Adobe Fuse. Mm -hmm. And so I made like little soccer babies. Like yeah. they had the little uniforms, yeah. <laughs> like they had the jersey and everything. And um, everything was just like very much like, okay, Google, do your thing, right? So, like I was just like looking for like different 3D models that would. Um, at least look like soccer players. Like, I didn't know who was being casted in this. I didn't even know Jason was, like, a part of it or anything. I was just, like, quickly putting everything together. And um, I did the whole sample thing, and I was just like, I don't know shit about soccer, but yeah. let me just YouTube something. Like, how do people, like, get tackled or... Right, um, I, that's the part like of that. it. Oh, my yeah. God. What was that one script note? And you sent, like, the YouTube thing, and it was, like, a shoulder forward? Oh, or nutmeg, like a, shoulder. A nut, was it a nutmeg? I feel like there's always no. A there were so many nutmegs. <laughs> oh my god! I still don't really know what it is. I don't want to know. I don't want. Not... I do connect with Ted when he's just like, "Wait, what's offsides?" I'm like, I know. It's like, what's offsides? What's a nutmeg? Like, I'm still trying to learn. About Very all comfortable that stuff. with letting some things just be British. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, at some point, Kip was just like, he showed it to the team, and then the previs was approved. Like that. That's what I'm gonna yep. start doing. And then that kind of led into getting a better SketchUp model. I don't, I feel like we go in and out of using it because they're both a little similar, um, which was one that Barnstorm created, which is the one right. that I believe is used for the show. Yeah. To like pre comp shots yes. and yes. green screen. Yeah. So, how long did it take you to do that on such short notice? Was it on a, overnight? Literally just overnight. overnight. Did you pull like, an all nighter? Well, mind you, even Kip was just like, yeah, London time. And I'm like, they're literally eight hours ahead. So, that literally gives me like zero time. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. There was it was a lot of late nights. It was a lot. One. Honestly, I feel like this year was a lot smoother. But mm -hmm. that's from our end of things. I don't know how it was. For you, we haven't even actually had that kind of like pre-vis post-mortem because right. I don't know what the hell you sleep personally. Yeah, um, you not, guys, not lately. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody. I no. I think Bill has even said that like if someone tells you that they knew it was going to catch like this, they're lying. No one knew. Nobody, Nobody knew. freaking knew. Yeah. And so the fact that a season one show was doing pre-vis was already mind-blowing, but you sitting here working hand in hand with the artist mm -hmm. to get it out the door, which it wasn't as tight a turnarounds as we had this year. Right, right. But like... Yeah, this year was really intense with the turnarounds. Yeah. yeah. 
But somehow, I mean, and but even both of you share your experiences because, you know, we didn't have a developer on season one. Right. Maybe that was the new way to go, Dylan. <laughs> I mean, it just felt hypercharged. But right, right. You know. Well, I think th- one of the things was this season has more episodes with soccer but they're um not as long of sequences like last season was three soccer sequences only two needed the previs but they were like nearly half the episode because they were the huge game moments for episode five and ten so maybe i've i've thought about that because i am like yeah it did go a little smoother but it also could have just been that's us last season really laying down the foundation like now you guys know we want mini maps. You now you know how we want it to look. We you know we worked out like we want to start from the dugout perspective, then move from there. Um, also, like from production standpoint, we had um, we had a uh, like a second unit director Pedro who was very involved in helping guide the direction of how we wanted the soccer to go. So it wasn't just like Andre and I being like I think we need it to do this because I think and then we're sitting there like you know, pointing out like what side they need to be running towards. Like that was another thing too of being, that was a big kip note that was like in our head too. It was like, what goal are they running towards? What side of the field are they on? That was really important. Um, That was a little detail like for, like it was nice to have Pedro around for that. Um, And so I think there was a lot more hands on deck, you know, uh, with people here, people in production. So maybe that that could have been the reason why it went smoother. And also to build a bridge really quick, mm-hmm. uh, Pedro was always really big on the steelmatics. Yes. Can yes. you? I mean, like I don't think most people know what that is. No, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro introduced me to it. Um, well, because I then I looked through the season one previous folder, and they had given us like some storyboards. So we had like scripts and a little bit of storyboard, and that sort of that was probably another reason why it took a little longer because we were like just kind of trying to take that vision and have it make sense. And then for season two, um, Pedro uh, did the steel matics where he was taking the YouTube videos mm-hmm. that had the nutmegs and, you know, all these very specific moments and, and pieced that together. So that kind of ended up becoming, it's like kind of like another storyboard, mm-hmm. I, would, I would say. That's how I viewed it as. So maybe that was more helpful. I don't know how that was for you guys to sort of have that script. Right. I will never forget when you sent us what looked like three of the exact same video. Yes. Uh, yes. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? I noticed a difference and everyone was like, what? She went like frame by frame. Yep. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? She was like, pause it at exactly this, this, this. Yes. And she was like, you will notice in the upper right hand corner that there is a shadow here that does not match with the time code on this, 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 and this. Yeah. And if you fast you forward, I mean, I was like, dang, <laughs> we got the right girl. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was going to ask, so what's the benefits of doing previs versus just having that? For me, it was all about the mini, like that having the camera movement, this is where the camera's going to be on the field. This is what it's pointing at. Because that wasn't in the, because of the steel there was a little bit of confusion of, wait, what's this shot versus that shot? Are they on the right side of the field? Like blocking, knowing what camera you use. Because we would have, you know, this is this millimeter, you know, uh, this distance, oh my God, like all Caitlin, that. Just talk about all the cameras you guys yeah. use this oh, season. A lot of cameras. I, I don't like, well, it's mostly the Alexa, but I mean, even for episode nine, I think there were like two or three different cameras used. Like I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, just a lot of different cameras and formats and I forget which episode it was for where you guys got like a brand new nobody had a camera that like we even had to update Resolve to, oh, yeah. to oh, like kick God, that off. And remember. then we got the drone footage. And it oh, was the just drone. Like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> was, so everyone, I just feel like everybody for this season, you know, they loved the show. A lot of uh, new people coming in and like, okay, this is what I want to bring to the table, which which is nice. I mean, then it, then it sort of switches things up. It just makes things like kind of more challenging on the post side to try to make sure it's all going to look good. Um, you know, like uh, uh, so for two and three, they filmed in an actual broadcast studio and they filmed with broadcast cameras. And that's been a challenge to make sure that's going to play like well and look nice on the 4K, you know, for our art streaming TVs and all that so that's been its own challenge and it's but it's fun it's like looking back you're like oh it's cool it just all looks a little different but it's it's interesting but well it was kind of cool because we uh in the what the fuck are dailies episode uh Mike Streeter actually talks about 
Angie Tribeca that we did. And every episode actually had a totally different look. So like one episode was meant to look like Devil Wears Prada and another one was meant to look like Gossip Girl. And another one was like Law and Order SVU. Yeah. And so there it was very intentional, like different camera, different color, different like all of that. And so I think there was a little of um, there there was excitement there because like he even said that it was one of my favorite shows to work on because we got to actually be creative with color in dailies because oh, of yeah. it. Oh yeah. And so you know there was there was one point possibly on two oh nine where he even said all four of us had to take that on. Yeah, because of the six K cameras. Yeah. yeah, I know we're well as we know you guys are currently pushing from the geo dailies all the camera footage to level three, the post facility for color and online. And uh, it's taking days because it's 6K. This like just a, so much footage, mm-hmm. um, which is, I mean, you know, it's, it's just an interesting sort of like, wow, look at <laughs> this mm-hmm. is so wild how it's the workflow has totally changed and you have to kind of roll with it. Mm-hmm. But it, and that it can. Right. Like, you yes. Know, it's all possible. Same thing, especially from London, getting dailies from London over yeah. here, over the internet, mm-hmm. you know, it's shocking, but like, you know, and as somebody who was uh, like, look, it's clear, we're obsessed, right? Okay, it's clear. Uh, I was watching the dailies because I wanted to make sure that I had as much context for the previs as I could as we went along in the episodes. And there were times, I don't even remember, like, I mean, I didn't sleep for a good chunk. I think this was before you. I think Iron Lasso was before you. It was like a week. <laughs> like, you literally showed up a week before. Oh yeah, After there. I, what what is Iron Lasso? I don't know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, you'll so, see it actually. You know how? So you know how? And and okay. So one thing I do want to mention that I don't feel like we've covered is just that in Ted Lasso previous season one, we used Unity, and in this one, we decided to do Unreal because we were changing the whole look of everything. And while I'll get more into that, I will answer your question, which was. Iron Lasso is like, you know how in Unreal Engine there is the um, start player character that's like a robot? So um, because like we were just like trying to catch up on previous and we're bringing someone else on, they were like, okay, I'm just going to use those and then color them blue and red. And the other ones, I forget what other colors. Maybe Red and blue. Red and blue. Blue and red. Like red and blue blue America kind and then the white and blue. Right. We're like powder baby blow. So imagine that and replacing like <laughs> our CC3 it. characters and everything. Well, because it was... Because like we weren't doing CC3 yet. Oh, no, right. Yeah. Oh, you were yeah, the advent of that. Yeah. 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 So I was still in Unity and the... Yeah. So, and it freaked me out. Like, you guys didn't even know what I was talking about when I was like, I can't with this shoulder hulking that like... They do in Unity, and you and Kip were both like, what are you talking about? Right, right. And I was like, look, if I'm going to be a part of this, this is over. Yeah. So I can't. Yeah. And so we have uh, a freelancer that we worked with for a long time in the game engine, and he pushed forward, you know, the idea of the thing that's not still not available yet, the metahumans, but that's why we went with CC3. And that was where we needed to pivot Dylan and Andrea because right. we knew that that was the future to make them actually look like Jason, look like Brendan, look right. like Brett, look like uh, Christo. Christo, yeah, and Christo all of was them. always funny. <laughs> oh my God, it blew his mind. Oh, did you show him? I showed him. So I showed him his God. avatar. He did. <laughs> it was so great. And he literally, he was looking at the screen and I was watching his face and he lit up and he was like, is that Gangnam style? And oh my God. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's so great. But so we we wanted you guys to at least have that portion done while we were still working on the new avatars. Right, right. <laughs> really, it was a conscious choice. I'm not going to lie. It was a well, conscious choice to not funny. give you guys the heads up. I, I, it was, the reason it was just funny is because we had gotten <laughs> shots from you guys that was, I guess, the Unity like the old, or the older yeah. system. And so we were used to seeing it a certain way. And then we get this yeah. brand new drop. And it was just like, what on earth is this? Yeah, and we so you guys so went confused. from like PlayStation to like something completely yep. different. It was so PS1. funny. And I remember it was Alex, Alex, um, the, the, he Zavo. was, yes, he was, uh, he called, he was the one that got, it was because I think it must have been for 206 or 208. And he called me and was like, what is this? And I was like, <laughs> what? And then I looked, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> well, and so, but that brings up a really good point because, right, like I, I said that there's one use of previs was to get 
you know, uh, a, a touchy scene through right. to make sure that that could be filmed, that could be a real thing. We have already touched on the benefit to production to actually, okay, it, look, if it is only a half hour on the field and we're also coming up against weather, right. we have got to get what we have got to get. So that's hardcore production. But now you're touching on on editorial yeah. and how they were used. They were cutting with the yes. previs. Yes. Yeah, you needed to. I mean, you needed to because those, because the, especially with Ted, the soccer sequences also carry so much emotion. You know, um, like Roy's in, in the last episode, in um, 110, and he's running and, and making that huge play and then, you know, hurting his knee and retiring. That's such a huge moment. And I mean, I just remember, you know, we had like Roy on the ground. <laughs> when you think about the previous version of it, yeah, he flops down. Everyone's just looking over at him. And, you know, it's funny, but like it does help like, and you can put cut music to it. Um, you know, you can like, you can make it work, right. but it's just kind of funny to look back on what it was. <laughs> well, we and it turns into this huge moment. We were also just like quickly hashing things out. Like there right. was... There were some like custom animations where we we're like, okay, he has to like kick the ball back and like right. it's behind his foot and then it flies forward above his head and it's just like insane. Like I don't know how that's physically possible, but it definitely <laughs> Did is. Did you watch any of last season's previs? A little bit, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. it's very special. It's yeah. an archive. It's very special. <laughs> <laughs> Save it forever. Yeah, <laughs> be in a museum someday. It. What an onboarding experience that had to be for you. It was like, welcome to the team. Can you stay awake for four days? Yeah. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what it is too, I think with previs is tough because people don't realize how long it actually takes, but you need to do it before they shoot it. You know, well, and so but, there's that pressure. Uh, an important caveat though, like it's not as long as most people would think because Mandalorian time and money is very different than Ted Lasso time right, and money. Right, right. Which is also entirely different than Jon Favreau and Lion King money. Right. Yeah, so you said originally you were thinking about shooting in a real stadium yeah. and then realized you had to shoot green screen. So did the budget jump when that happened? Or I Yeah, you know, and I'm not quite sure how that like ended up but yeah I mean it ended up coming mostly to post I mean we put a lot of money into previs that we weren't really planning on doing initially and um yeah the stadium build was totally different because that's you know the my funny bit I'll tell people about Ted Lasso like it was just pitched to me as um a half hour comedy with some crowd extension mm -hmm. that was all I ever thought Ted Lasso was going to be <laughs> and now it's turned into full stadium builds previs and just stuff that that's why it was so scary for someone like me who again is like not tech savvy to come into this show and Kip starting the, and this is you know classic Kip will start projects and then give me the reins to it and be like all right you take over and finish it and I'm like I don't know what any of this is and so that's why it was so helpful to come sit with you and do it to learn all that stuff because yeah it totally changed our workflow I started doing this previous stuff that I was not familiar with at all and um you know it is it just totally changed everything and I don't think people understand like I, I feel like I've, I think um, Barnstorm put out a reel. They did. It was, and it was so amazing. I was glad that they did that because it was like, look at what we yes. started with, which is why no, we needed no. the previs. That was the other jaw-dropping moment yeah. at South by Southwest. So yeah. it was like the previs thing. And then when I put up the Barnstorm stuff, rooms exploded. They yeah. were like, Selhurst isn't real? <laughs> I, they were yeah. like, that's. That was a green screen, like people lost their minds. Yeah. But this also brings up another point that I think, I think we maybe know a little bit better, especially on Umbrella Academy, because there's so many fight sequences and they are superhuman and supernatural that it's like, that makes sense that like, there's so much VFX in there, but the, the whole entry point to the Umbrella Academy was a VFX supervisor. Right. So that he could previs what could save them time and money on the back end in right. VFX, which for you guys, I feel like that's somewhat similar. But like the shocking thing is that, you know, you guys have also seen what having some of the time can do in other areas. Like you guys literally put all the money on screen. Yeah, right. And so the previs, while it has saved in other areas, you're like, oh, I can put that back into this area or that area. Like, you know, again, not to overdo the analogy, leave it all on the field. Right, right. So team high fives on budget saving. Ooh, thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but time saving, can we dig into a little bit of that? Because literally we did. We onboarded you. And we're like, can you fix some of these major problems in converting from <laughs> Unity over to Unreal? I mean, or you retell it because 
you, well, one, neither one of us had much sleep at that point, but you understand better what that hard pivot to yeah, Unreal um, was like. We had built like the Minimap tool, the camera metadata um, tool, and like all this other thing. I think those are the main ones. Maybe there's a few subtle ones that I'm not thinking of at the moment, but um, because we were transitioning over to Unreal, like we couldn't just like just do previs. Like we can, but like we weren't going to just do like basic previs. We're not basic, so um, yep. Dylan transitioned all <laughs> no those basic. tools into Unreal, and that's not something where it's like okay, like let me just like import and that's it. Like Unreal is just this whole other thing, just like many engines. Like there's just you have to do some new development. Dylan was able to quickly do that, and we were also able to modify things with the camera that Dylan can tell you more about. Um, like the field of view lines. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, what, what were all the things that we had to transfer to Unity? It was the mini map, it was the field of view on the mini the map. The burn in for the lens. Oh, yeah. The burn in yeah. for the lens. Burn in for the logos. Uh, like then, like we talked about, where we, we made all the characters look like the actual actors, mm -hmm. which was new for Unreal for us. Um, what else am I missing? I feel like the characters was a really big thing. Oh, the animations for the characters? So you had all these animations yeah. in Unity, and you're like, I really love these animations. I want to use them in Unreal. And you, and you didn't think that we'd be able to transfer them. And then right. I managed to find a way to retarget those animations into Unreal. Well, the, the thing is, is that like those, I guess this is like a technical talk. Like we had, once again, like a soccer package asset that we got in Unity that was like tied to th that game engine. And like it had clips from there and like you could see all their movements. And so that the idea was, was that because we were creating these new characters that would resemble the actors, like people would know like, oh, that's um, Ted Lasso and that's Beard and this is Danny Rojas. Like you don't need to have like a name tag above their head to see like, oh, who's right. who? Because they all look very generic. That's so true. So like yeah. this one was more improved in that way where it's like anyone who's like looking at this and works on the show or watches the show, they would be able to tell like, oh, I know which character that right. is. Without, like, you don't need to have captions. Right. That was the season one would have the, would the, have the captions, captions of what was happening. And I felt at some point, even with season one, like having those captions was helpful, but yeah. because they are running around, it's like kind of hard to track. Or so I felt so like this was definitely a much more improved version of the characters. And then from there, because we were trying to merge like older animations that we had, what Dylan's talking about is retargeting, which would then like make it so any animations we can pull from anywhere, like it doesn't even have to be those two different um, assets would then work for those characters, right. which is why they dance. <laughs> so like, yeah, so Dylan, wait, the other one was the how the camera is like, it's just so easy to pull them up instead of typing them in, sort of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's talk about we, that. Yeah, we were doing a lot of manual work where you have to, like, when you change the lens, you have to type in the number and uh, what else? We, we were going through all these steps where to do the field of view lines to show up on the mini-map. We had to, like, blow them up to 10 times the size so they would show up. And so every time we exported a shot, we had to then do that manually for every shot, and it was just taking forever. So I, I took, like, a day or two to just automate that process and code us a new camera right. um, that we could easily switch between the lenses that Ted Lasso uses, that we can oh, automatically right. have the, the field of view show up. So that's That right there is what I wanted. Her saying, yeah. oh, wow, because right. you never had to know about it. Well, and, but I kind of remember, now that's bringing up a memory from season one, learning about how it really, I mean, learning about how previs works, where you're mm -hmm. like, hey, we're laying the action out. And we're actually taking the camera and we're, we're setting up the cameras all virtually and shooting it mm -hmm. with the camera. So that's just kind of ring my bell from last year, me being like, oh, wow, that's kind of interesting how it's you're like just virtually shooting it all, essentially, you know, like, right. well, that's how I I understood it as. And I don't know if that's your, what you're saying is it makes things a little easier to kind of switch between cameras and stuff because that's a whole thing. And I think there's still things that we're coming up with to like even automate how the animation works. Like, obviously, we have an asset library that we can pull up like, oh, this is like kicking a ball or dribbling or dancing, whatever right, it may be. Right, right. But um, we do want to Are you talking about character possession? Character possession. So uh, I'm not going to let her explain it, guys. You're going to have to go back to episode 103, what the fuck is Syndicode. <laughs> awesome. Um, but one thing that I also really like about like working on the Ted Lasso production is is the fact that you guys never really let go of doing things traditionally, mm. like the cinematics and getting the storyboard and then occasionally getting a script. Yeah. Um, no, occasionally, yeah, occasionally getting a script. Getting oh, true, though. 
Sookie, that was a good burn. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so anyway, so like that's helpful because it's just, like some every client is different. Like some people will just only do previs and like right. it is what it is. But like even having that, like I have an understanding of like what you guys mean, especially with like the steelmatics. Like right. sometimes I'll read the script and it's just like it'll say what team wins, but it's not right. very clear how and right. like. Who, like what? What's the camera? Like, right. What are yeah. the directions? Well, we didn't have for season two, the, for later episodes, we didn't get the scripts. That was also part of the we previs this season. I mean, that's, it's true. We, I mean, that's, I mean, we were just, everything was going a thousand miles a minute and like the scripts were not ready and they were prepping things without scripts. And, uh, you know, that was really, that was challenging. And it was like, and I think our direction at one point was like, well, we heard that this is going to happen, but they're not sure yet. So <laughs> why don't you take that and do previous things? <laughs> like, and I feel like that's what we did. We did. For a couple of them. Right. Really excited to see how that turns out. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> and I think even just with season one, like when we did the previous, like I really didn't think anyone was going to like take it further than where it's just like us seeing it. Right. Like I was just like, okay, maybe that's it. Whatever. Yeah. But then when I talked to people over at Barnstorm and their VFX artists, they were like, yeah, previs, we put it right next to the VFX that they shot. And we're like comping all these things. In. And I'm like, wait, wait you yeah, guys what? actually <laughs> shot those shots? You guys actually had them run across the field? Like that happened? Yeah. And that was like really rewarding for our team. And like to see like, wow, like this was like actually applied. Right. Um, it always blows my mind because then I'll tell my friends, I'm like, yeah, I did the soccer stuff. Yeah, like, it's true. Explain what you mean by that. I'm like, no, I'm like the soccer game. We well, came up with that. That's one of the things where, um, and stop me if I already touched on this, but I don't know if we fleshed that out. Like what you're saying about VFX, like, you know, okay, now we've touched on how this was valuable to pre-production and getting scenes done and then editorial production to be able to film things but now you're even talking about vfx and that's why we were so like whoa what do you mean you don't need the metadata because we we did hear mm -hmm. from barnstorm that like oh yeah we use this for this that and the other thing for the side by sides this season i think it was because they probably had a lot of that set up and they had that that metadata from season one but like um, do you know, did they do the side-by-sides again? Or? I have to talk to them because I'm not quite sure if they, I, I mean, because, you know, Barnstorm has been really like, it, they've really gone through it this season because the schedule is so tight. And that was the one thing even. with last season, I we mean, didn't have air I felt yes, like we yes. were doing horrible, awful things to them. Like, I know. <laughs> we were trying to get out as much as we could, as fast as we could, but yeah. like, literal frame by frames I think there was like you know 86 hand-drawn frames yep. of yep. this one guy and it was like but then you have to texture the grass yep. and the sign movement yep. and the shadows and the I mean it was that was bananas if it was anything like that or even worse turnarounds than that like it, it's been I mean they have they are going through it and they're they're pulling it off and it's you know and there's different elements too like for me um the all the soccer stuff from season one were night games which was great because you can kind of like hide stuff there. This step, they're all, a lot of them are during the day. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a new challenge because it's like, okay, everything, you can see everything, you know? Yeah. So you have to be careful with all the little details and all that. And they have a really tight turnaround because we have these really strict air dates. Mm -hmm. So it's, but they're making it work and it's looking really good. It's just like, you know, every, every department is, has been really pushing and pushing to get it out. Apple wants it out there again and so we we just had a little bit of luxury because like I remember season one we were supposed to we were supposed to stop have everything delivered by February and we didn't end until August oh yeah <laughs> it went forever and this time we're like we're still pushing but it's like uh -huh. it's not we don't have that same pad as we did for season one so oh, it's yeah. like what I hear you saying though is that uh Barnstorm might be able to make the VFX drop Oh my God! You yeah. should have come on. Yeah, I could t tell you like um, uh, uh, Bill Parker was the head artist. He's so passionate about it, and uh, Lawson is great. Everyone over there is like incredible. Very Shout passionate. Shout out Molly, yeah. like all of yeah. them. They've just been so Every, great. Like you guys are so passionate about it, which is so, like so helpful. And like Barnes, I know, right? No, <laughs> and Barnstorm's so passionate about it, and so that's that's so helpful for someone like me too. That you know, it's like I can sit there and sort of help guide a direction a little bit but you guys also have the passion know where to take it to just naturally and it's that's so helpful and sort of a team yeah <laughs> what would you uh and for for anybody really like you can chime in what you feel like the biggest challenge was this season um but from the two of you like you know did we hurdle anything from last season 
that was just like, no, we didn't have to deal with that the second season. But like, I mean, we really literally, it was baptism by fire with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just... Well, I mean, Ra- Rami was like, we should pivot uh, season two to Unreal. Uh-huh. So then it was like, we had that two week gap or three week gap or whatever before we started the previous for season two. Mm-hmm. So we were able to take that time and like I said earlier, transition all our assets to Unreal. So we have the whole process where like, okay, we're setting up the project, the textures are there for the stadium, the characters are imported. And I remember like the first day that we had like previs, we started noticing like where the flaws were, specifically with the character animations. Like it wasn't, there's things where it's like, there's always pros and cons within the engine. And one of them for Unreal was, was that we weren't able to get the animations to loop the way we wanted to, or we had to retarget, not retarget, but we had to take out position coordinates for the running because like it would then just run on its own. And I'm like, oh, stop, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, stop running. <laughs> and so like there was a lot of that where we were trying to just figure out all these like small little technical things. But that was like my big thing where I was like, oh, no, I'm ready to pack yeah. my bags and leave. Uh-huh. I can't do this. But yeah, because yeah, I, I think it was like we wanted to start mm-hmm. exporting shots and doing previs like a week earlier. And then we kept running into these animation right. issues and it got pushed back like a week. But we still made the deadlines. Oh, yeah, course, still made the deadlines. Yeah. If we're talking about if, what hurdles were uh, mm-hmm. you were able to do for season two, I mean, I think just overall the look of um, how we wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I remember what I was going to say, I think it's funny that you were to bring up sort of the transition and the change because I know from the producer side, producers hate change. But for in the world of tech, things change all the time. Right. And so I think that's why we had the freak out for the Iron Lasso, because it was a different look. And we, yeah. were, we were so like, oh, my God, this change. But, like, it's funny, like, how you guys were able to kind of sneak that in there and be like, no, 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 this is what we're doing now. And it's going to be better. And you're yeah. going to like it. And we're like, okay, fine. <laughs> well, I even remember when we first got the Iron Lasso, like, even I freaked out. <laughs> I was just like... I was just like, Nancy, are you sure? Like, I can just quickly just redo all these shots with community. We just promised the unreal thing. Well, and promise the unreal thing another time. Like, I just like, and she's like, no. Because she was on another episode. And so we were using the, I mean, uh, Karush Pinzar, did I say that right? Do you remember? Karush knows we we love him. We're so appreciative. So we had him start working on that episode so she could make headway on a bigger episode. And... He was like, uh, yeah, we're going to need to go with with robots. And yeah, I was like, yeah. you know, and this is going to kind of lead into uh, another question later, like what your favorite uh, scenes were to work on. Because honestly, Previs at least has the benefit of being somewhat spoiler free because it's really like choreography. It is. You know yeah. what I mean? On the field. But so that's why I had to make the call because I think that was that episode was easily 50 shots. Something like that, the iron lassos. Is that two oh eight, two oh six? Two oh six. Yeah, yeah. Two oh six is a, probably the biggest soccer episode. Yeah, there were really no emotions that were playing on the field in that one, and it really was about needing right. to see where the camera placement was, um, right. seeing how the action would play out. And there is obviously with anything, if it's on the screen, there is emotion attached to it. But it was more about the camera angles, from what we understood. And like the physicality of it, things like that. And so we were like, if ever we were going to start making this headway and to pivot to get it done quickly and to start getting us into Unreal, it's this one. Yep. Iron Lasso. Iron Lasso, here it comes. I mean, it was totally (laughs) fine. It worked out, you know. Uh, All right. So tell me, what was the favorite Mm -hmm. scene? Um, I mean, in season one, and well, obviously season two, I can't be like, well, my favorite scene is this, right? Well, but that's what I but mean. I, think, I don't think anything I think be, is like a spoiler for previs. Well, I think it I might guess. Be, though. Well, not to get specific for season two, I just felt like you guys really trusted us in terms of just like getting the sealmatic and yeah. working on it that way, and like fingers crossed that we'd get it right. And I'm. Look, I always, I can never believe myself when I say this, but like we literally had little to no notes in terms of like, know, really you guys wasn't. did this wrong. I hate yeah. it. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> season two, previous producer Nancy. No <laughs> notes, okay? That's like no unheard notes. of in this no industry. <laughs> so, it really wasn't um, a lot of notes. So like, that was just, I don't know, that doesn't really count as a favorite scene, but that's like my favorite thing because of all the yeah. scenes we did. It was just, I don't know. I. But in season one, I really liked 
when we really started getting into like these crazy gameplays. Yes. Um, and I think it was the last episode or second to last. I don't really mm-hmm. remember if I did season finale, but it was episode ten. Yeah, well, I don't that remember. was that. We did five and like, ten. You did <laughs> they did like this little huddling football. It was the one where they like pretended to be football players, I think, but not like. Oh, the players. that was ten yeah. when they're doing the American yeah. plays, the trick plays, yes, that. the lasso oh. special. Oh yes. my god! American football. Oh my god! I remember I like that because they're challenging and like there's. It was literally all the players yeah. just like doing their own thing and they were zigzagging and crisscrossing. And I really like doing that, yeah. especially because like the wow, whole time you're working on this, and this is just like a fun fact. It's like I at the beginning I thought like, oh, maybe there'd be like a soccer consultant that would like tell yeah. us like, okay, yeah, that's not how you dribble or whatever. Um, dribble. And we're back. I don't know. <laughs> kick the ball, dash. I don't. I don't. I don't we know. do have like we have a uh, Rob Wadsworth is of the football consultant on the show. And, yeah. Right. But. Like he wasn't as involved. I think yeah. I, I more chat with him now for season two um, uh-huh. with post and Pedro is now would be our mm-hmm. consultant nowadays. But season one, we, we didn't talk too much and we just there wasn't anyone that was like checking in on post being like, all right, what are you what are you doing? Like, <laughs> actually, I think my favorite scene is is there's like a fight on the field mm-hmm. and the players are just shoving each other back and forth. Oh, yes. That might be 206. Yeah, that might be spoilers too. So I don't There's know. no, I mean, like, it's all choreography and, like, yeah. it's football, so my, they fight all the time. I think the one that I did that was my favorite was, like, we had one where the ball is just bouncing from place to place to place. And oh, yeah. I was like, I don't think this is going to get approved, but. Oh, no. right. But so that actually came out in the dailies episode, oh, though, really? too, that, like, this this year, this season, uh-huh. there was a camera in the goalie yes. net. Yes. So like that was hugely different. And that's that I just pieced that together that how cool that there was that previs for the ball because that camera angle coming out of the goalie net right. is like right. so cool. We had definitely I, I will say a difference between last year and this year is it, it was shot differently. Like last year it was like, okay. Because we were up against budget, you know, issues and not wanting to do anything too crazy, it was like, all right, we have the dugout camera, we've got the TV angle, and because now I'm remembering just that lingo going back and forth of like, all right, we'll do TV angle here, dugout camera, and then like on the field up in the players. Like we really only had like three options. Yeah, and, like the balloon dolly. Yeah, right, right. Yep. Yeah. And then this season it was like, well, we have the camera in the goal. We've got behind the goal. Um, we were now we're shooting like Crown from the gant the big gantry position was a new one this year. Um, now I am kind of adding dugouts into some shots because of just the way it's being shot. I'm like, we would be seeing the dugout. Like in one episode, we have a camera go- just doing this. And I was like, well, I guess we would see the dugout somewhere. And like, and a, a ton of drone shots, um, you know, and I'm like, wow, okay. So yeah, it sort of opens up the all these possible ways to do previs and shooting. It's interesting. It's going to look different, I think, than season one. But it's, good yeah this year i was basically told to go wild yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. you did like a really long tracking shot for one of the shots yeah i did that one i was actually happy that nancy was just like actually let's do 10 more shots i was like yeah (laughs) well i mean that was a thing like at a certain point um you know i was i was actually trying to like fuck with you guys into giving us notes i was like yeah let me see how hard we can push some creative intent here which i know andrea is always up for right right. and so when we did get notes like the ball goes wild and it was like what the hell does that mean and i think the only note was like bounce it off isaac's head and i was like sure do that there was two of those but i was like but then do other weird random stuff with the ball right and that i mean that's the cool stuff that it like it really does give us an opportunity to kind of give you some options. Right. And again, like, God forbid, you have a half hour and it rains. Right. Well, know? and yeah, and that's what they ended up being up against season one. It, all those shots were them being drenched in rain and that's so going through VFX and doing a rain pass and making mm-hmm. sure it's all consistent because there were some shots where it was pouring and other shots it was fine. Um, and then since a lot of these were day games, now we're up sort of against the sun and mm-hmm. somehow, so that's been an issue with, or just a challenge in color is going through making sure it all looks the same because you had the cloud. I mean, it's England, you know, it's like sunny, it's mostly cloudy. Then you have some sun for five minutes and back to cloudy. And it's like, you know, it, yeah, it just sort of allows you to get out there and do it. And especially with productions in the UK, we learn like they don't do overtime. 
they get in, do their stuff, and get out of there. So that's, again, why previs is so helpful for stuff um, like that. I wasn't on yet. I, I wasn't uh, doing the producing of the previs for 102. Did we previs any of the reality show? No, 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 I don't think so. Oh, bummer. Wait, what would you prep as the reality? What I don't know, it's just for funsies. Like, yeah, there was a lot I of mean, talk about doing things for fun, like even the bar and stuff. Like, yeah, we to do that. Oh, can so we just do that, that anyway? Do you want to do the bar? <laughs> what do you mean, let us do it? Can we just do it? Like, yeah. that's, I mean, crazy cool thing is that like Lasso is, I think, forever going to be upper echelon cool shit that we've done. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you guys have opened so many doors for other shows to leverage this. Mm, yeah. And just even this, you coming to sit with us and to say, like, look, there was a learning curve, but I had somebody teaching me. Right. And this is what it actually did for us. This opens a door. Yeah. You know, like NCIS LA has been going for, they're about to start season 13. They came to us for previs for one of their stunts. Yeah. You know, Umbrella Academy, of course, everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, well, it's like mutants and superhumans yeah, and right, stuff. Right. But it's like, no, that's not that's not the only use case. And so right. it kind of opens a door. Like, we're working on another project now. We're like, well, I actually don't know how many action sequences. Maybe they will be. <laughs> but, like, you know, right now we're just doing character mock-ups and oh, the yeah, set designs right. and things like that. So it's like it's opened a door where people actually understand how many different ways in which this can be leveraged. So mm -hmm. we're going to love and adore and appreciate Lasso forever. I know. <laughs> well, however many seasons it goes, who knows? They say three. What? I know. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know any of that. But I, 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 my boyfriend's like, there's no way it's just going to be three seasons, Bill. right? And I was like, we'll I see. Set it at South by. I gave you permission to steal my idea. I need a May and a Baz and a Paul spinoff like ASAP. Oh, yeah. British cheers, man. British cheers. Okay, but also I want season 20 of Tetris. <laughs> it might kill me. <laughs> well, fun. thank you guys. I think this is this has been one of the funnest episodes. Don't worry, Mel and Frank. I totally <laughs> Alex and Robbie, I totally agree. <laughs> uh, but ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up another episode. The lasso drop. We're going to see you next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>